You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Isaiah 52. Hallelujah. Awake, put on thy strength. That's verse 1. O Zion, put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. Beautiful garments. And then we also read from Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to pray. The good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty. And then verse 2 or verse 3. 3. To appoint, to give them beautiful ashes, oil of gladness for money, garment of praise. We read beautiful garment and now garment of praise. Now, this is the best way to say it because I will run through some things that I said for service that I cannot repeat now. So, everybody here, get the message of the first service. That was a deep service. Yet, we shall go to deeper ends, but to understand where we are coming from, uh, we have to get back to first service, which I can do just a, a little recap here. I'm going to encourage everybody. So we are talking about garments and their significance. So the first thing we said, we were able to establish, though I used Joseph for service, the fact that garments in the realm of the spirit is your identity. So garments can represent who you are. Garments can represent what you do, can represent seasons of life, situation that a person may find himself. They come in, and then garments can represent levels. Now, the sixth one I did not add for service. Garment also can reveal where you are from. So, there is a way doctors dress. There is a way. So, when, and the key point, so there is a way nurses dress. There is a way military men dress. And then there are clothes you wear when you are about to retire to bed in the night that you cannot wear to office. Seasons. And then elderly folks tend to dress in a particular way different from young people. Seasons. Now, for situation, when people are mourning the dead, mourning somebody, there is a way they dress. There is a, a dress for each occasion. So people wear black in some places when somebody dies. In some other countries, they wear white. Hallelujah. Then I said about what you want to do. There is a way you dress when you want to do a mini job. You want to fix your car. You are not going to wear white native when you want to uh, change the oil of your car and all those things. And then also, I said levels. Levels. There is a way. When you enter a palace, you can almost tell who is the king or the OB from the dressing and from the arrangement of the throne. If you walk into a company and then you see everybody in suit and tie and somebody walks out of one inner office there in full Agbada, you can almost tell that, that is the MD or the CEO. Dressing. So even if you look at the military or the police, you can tell their rank by their dressing. So dressing also, they review. So garments can review levels, can show who you are, what you do, the season of life. So if a woman who has just lost her husband two days ago ties gaily, wearing a shiny native, everybody will think something is wrong. Probably she killed the man. That is what they, they will say. Now there's nothing wrong with what she's wearing, but at the wrong time. Now what we say for service in the realm of the spirit also, everybody wears a garment. For different reasons. All these same reasons listed. And then we also said there are different types of garments mentioned in the Bible. Now we just saw garment of praise. There is the garment of salvation. There is the garment of beauty. There is also the garment of filth. There is the garment of shame. There is a garment of widow. We read that one for Samuel. Genesis 38. Judah's daughter-in-law wore that. And then we read, then we began with Joseph, a robe, a garment of many colors. And I said that the significant thing about a garment of many colors, that was what we dwelt on for service. One of the things that we must always trust God to do from time to time. The spirit of God changes what you wear. In other words, your identity in the spirit, the authority you command changes from time to time. And then I said that when you see some ugly things happening in the life of a believer, 
the reason. So we also went to prodigal son, the fact that the same guy said to his father, give me what belongs to me. And the father gave him half of his entire property by one request. Suddenly became the same guy later in Luke 15. Oh, nobody gave to him in the city was. And I said, check what happened. There was a garment he had when he was in his father's house. So the day he returned to the father's house, before he entered the house, the father told them to bring a new robe and put it on him. Everybody that was promoted in the Bible was given a change of garments. We will read Joshua 3 to end because we pray with that one for service. Because the Lord said to me while praying that that is what the anointing of the Holy Spirit will be dealing with this morning. But that will be the last thing we go. So, um, let's move on. So, we're talking about Joseph. So, the father gave me a coat of many colors, Genesis 37. And I said, when you wear a coat of many colors, he began to dream. And he said that, oh, I saw your ship. There is a garment that when it is on you, life goes upward and forward. And I said to them in the same Genesis 37, before anyone could lay hands, and this is what I want to start with, before anybody could lay hands on Joseph, the first thing the brother did was to strip him of that garment. Jesus said to the Revelation 16, 15, he said that hold on to your garment so that you don't walk naked. When we get there, not today, we are going to talk about how do I change by the spirit? What I'm wearing and my identity in the realm of the spirit. How do we fully walk in the reality of the identity that Christ has given to every Christian? Because it's not so in many lives. So nothing happened to Joseph until the garment was taken off him. And what I want to dwell on today, this uh, second service, is talking about the fact that you know, these things are very deep. All that Elijah gave to Elisha that made him to measure him anointing for anointing and even double what he did was just a mantle, a garment. There are garments, different types of garments in the Bible. So I said that for prostitutes, there is also priest garments. There is mantle. All of them are mentioned, different garments for different purposes in the Bible. By the time Elisha was, Elijah was going to depart through the chariots of fire, all he said, 2 Kings chapter 2, was say, if you see me when I'm being taken away, it shall be so. You would expect a power to come upon Elisha. All that happened was that the mantle fell. He picked the mantle and the anointing entered into him. Can you wear something that puts something on you, whether good or bad? Emphatically, yes. Many people have not noticed very well in the story of Esau and Jacob, all that Rebekah did. Genesis 27 verse 15, all that Rebekah did was to take the garment of Jacob, Esau and put it on Jacob and the blessing that the father intended to give Esau came to Jacob. When the mother said I cook food, Jacob still kept telling mommy that daddy will know and cause me instead of blessing me. Then the mother said, the Bible said Rebecca took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau. His raiment, his clothes. They were returned the house and put them upon Jacob. Esau's greatest mistake was to defy the warning of Jesus Christ in Revelation 16, 15. He said, don't leave your garment. Don't let anybody take. He went hunting without his garment. I'm going to show us another service, how a man can walk away from the garment already given to you by Jesus Christ. Before I said, you know, this is the interesting thing. It will surprise you. <laughs> I said, nobody could lay hands on Jacob, Joseph. They first of all strip him of, his, of that garment. Have you ever read the account of Peter going to jail? When the angel appeared, what was the first command they gave Peter? Put on your clothes. Acts chapter 12. That was the first thing the angel said to Peter. Now, I know this happened physically, but I believe that it means something. Something was taken off him for him to be arrested before they could arrest him. And when the angel was going to deliver him, he told Peter again that put on your clothes. Are you with me? Guide yourself. Cast your garment about thee. That means wear your garment again. And then the door open. Can it be that there are garments people wear and doors are open and there are garments they wear, they are incarcerated, they are in the prison. They cannot come out. And we saw in Joseph, the moment Pharaoh sent for him, what he did first of all was to change his garment and to shave. Pharaoh did not ask him to do that. Joseph just understood that there is a garment in the prison. Now I'm saying to, and I said that to, I'm saying to everybody, and I, I have everybody's attention now, you will never appear before kings until you wear certain garments. 
Are you with me? Is somebody with me? Yeah, because there is a way to appear before king. I want to, we saw this also. That's Mark chapter 10. When Jesus told blind Bartimaeus to come, they told him, he's calling you. The Bible says he cast away his garments. As a blind man, he was making a spiritual and a significant statement. I have been in this state. It was a physical cloth he threw, but the lesson there is that what appears in the physical is being fueled by something. Bartimaeus never went back to that garment again. When Jesus said, come, he first of all threw away his garment and the next thing we saw that his eyes were opened. And we went on and on. Hallelujah. As soon as Isaac, uh, Esau, Jacob wore Esau's clothes, Isaac wanted to give the blessing to he said it. He said the voice is the voice of Jacob. But this garment and feeling. And he said, come my son, come closer. And he came. And the Bible said, he smelled him. And he said, hmm. The smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. Here is the stuff. The blessing in the mouth of Esau was meant for somebody smelling in a particular way. It didn't matter then who smelled that way. It was supposed to be Esau. But the smell was attached to the garments and Jacob wore it and took the blessing. Can people also smell curses? You know, um, you know this, this is a word of faith church and I, I know um, where deliverance ministry and people have gone overboard in saying certain things that are not New Testament correct really. But also I see a lot of word of faith also denying some, some, some stuff. Reverend Joe told the story and I told workers yesterday he was in, a, in his house in London. And then, like he would just sleep and somebody with armor would just bang his head. <laughs> and he prayed, and it happened six nights repeatedly. And he began to pray in tongues. The Bible says, is anyone afflicted, let him pray. Not to start saying, I bang that loose, but a prayer, and he pray for intelligence to know where things are coming from. See, Satan loves to hide. Some garments are like veil when they are on you. The Lord told me to say that on for service, and I'm saying that again. You see, no matter how beautiful you are as a young lady, if you are veiled, others will be getting married, honestly speaking. People might have taken these things too far in Africa or say, I'm not saying every woman is not married. No, and it's not a doctrine. But there are some ladies, they are wonderful, they are beautiful. The reason why they are not there is a veil. And this is the truth. The veil has been taken away in Christ, but many of them don't know. Where we are going to get to in this message is to stand on what Christ has done. I am not going to add anything to what has happened. The reason for this is to let know that there is a situation, but that if you understand what has happened in the redemption, the situation will reverse. Did you get what I've just said now? So that is the whole journey. That's where I'm going. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? Praise the Lord. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. So he said, in the house, and one day was praying in tongues, just about the same time, and he walked to, you know, he's a preacher, and every job was here doing that, and he's, I mean, he's about the most traveled minister in Nigeria. He's been every nation on that, I mean, every now and then. It's always, his churches in London, but he's hardly around, Rema Chapel. And then he saw, I just saw a portrait that they had given him as a gift where he went to preach somewhere. And he looked at it, and there was an emperor, like a king, holding an armor, a hammer. And well, I've seen this armor before. Then remember, this is the armor that, that they've been using to pack my head in the dream. Then the caption, what was written on that portrait, was written in Latin. Immediately, in the night, he called all his pastors in London, get me a linguist, get me somebody who can read Latin. And they read what was there. It was the story of the emperor. It was a real story. That emperor, that king, existed in Italy. And he used to kill people by breaking armor on their head. It was his image that they put on a portrait and gave Reverend George as a gift. Apostle Paul warned a church and he said, I do not want you to fellowship with demons. A believer can get him. He said, this is why, hey, I've said this before. Putting any kind of song as a ringtone on your phone. No problem. 
we are faith people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Some people, you are being set free by Christ. Paul said, do not be yoked again. You are by yourself bringing yourself under some yokes. There is nothing like I don't care attitude in Christianity. Be careful. You don't read meanings and suspect everything like the Bible we are able to know. But learn to respond to the Spirit. If things happen that should not happen, begin to pray in tongues and find out why. There is a reason. And he saw it. He took the portrait. The reprint said the same thing as a professor in UK. White professor for many years. It was a portrait given to him, bringing depression into his life. Even John is a faith preacher. Took this thing, took it away from his house. He didn't need to pray again. The thing never appeared again. Are you, are you, are you with me? See, there are two ways in which a believer can let the devil in. That's why Bible says, give no place to the devil. There's a possibility of giving him space. Wrong confession is number one. When you say things that contradict God's word and you side deal with what the enemy is doing, then you open the door. Number two can be what you associate yourself with. It is true. But we are talking about I told the first time, and I feel like repeating this. The problem with the coat of many colors. The Bible said the father loved him, so he gave him that coat. Genesis 37, verse 3. Gave him a coat of many colors. Exactly that word, love. When you wear that coat, all those who are capable of blessing you will always love you. But the challenge with the coat of many colors is also that it breeds serious envy. Because you are going to stand above your colleagues. When Jacob wanted to die, and he was blessing his children... When it was Joseph's turn, he said, that was the beginning of, see, that Genesis 37 verse 1, the Bible said, this is the generation of Jacob, Joseph. Joseph was 11th born, and he was being used to define the whole family. Reuben was the first born. Simeon was the second born. Levi was the third born. Judah was the fourth born. Then you have Dan, Naphtali, Issachar, and Asher, all of them. Joseph was 11th. But the Bible says, these are the generation of Joseph. Well, sorry, verse 2. Generations of Jacob, Joseph. Supposed to be generation of jo- J- Jacob, Reuben. There's no firstborn that will be here that won't get angry. How can they skip me like that? I pray for everybody. You will stand out wherever you are in the name of Jesus. Those who wear coats of many colors, uh, rules are bent for your sake. He would just sleep and he, was, he, he didn't fabricate the dream. The dream came to him. It was the mantle that was upon him. Old Testament shadow. It was a physical clue given to him. But the spiritual meaning was something deeper than that. And the boy recognized that to bring down this guy, first of all, strip him of dark clothes. Because the Bible said, as soon as the father bought him dark clothes, the, the rest, they envied him. When Joseph, when Jacob was dying and wanted to pray for all of them, Genesis 49. When jo- Jacob, Joseph came before J- Jacob, ah, he blessed Judah. He said, Reuben, you are my first, but he said, but you shall not accept. You are as unstable as water. He said, you define my bed. He praised Judah and blessed Judah very well. That let his bread, he said, hear the voice of Judah and let his people come to him. Let his hand be sufficient for him and be his help against him. That was a mighty blessing. But the blessing of Jacob was the most powerful. Of Joseph. Jacob said, Joseph is a fruitful bow. He said, a fruitful bow by the word whose branches leap over the wall. Then he said something, but he said, the archers have shot at him. They have hated him. He said, but his bow remains strong. That means no matter the hostility against him. He said, the hands of Israel were made strong by God of Jacob, the stone and the shepherd of Israel. He said, by my God who helps you and the Almighty who blesses you. He said, Joseph has the blessing of heaven above. The blessing of heart beneath, the blessing of the breast and of the womb. Said the blessing of your life. I've considered that of your progenitors. And he said, Let it come on the head of him that was distant, separate from his brethren. A man without rank on his own. The brethren couldn't get angry this time because he was one that sponsored their trip to Egypt. <laughs> he paid for the ticket, paid for accommodation, paid for everything. It was several garments. What did he leave with Miss Potiphar? The garments also. So there was something he wore in his father's house. The brothers took it away. Immediately they took it away, he became a slave. He was sold. In prison, there was something he was wearing. But when his time came, the first thing he did also was to change. 
And when they appear before Pharaoh, a cloth will get you to palace. But another cloth will sustain you in palace. Because Pharaoh told him that change his dressing again. We are going to talk about that dress for the palace. But not today. Don't miss any Sunday this October. Where I'm really, really going is to actually begin to train and teach everybody. When palace is calling you, what do you wear? In that message, we are going to get to opportunity. See, if you are not prepared and God opens a door, it's a disaster. It will shut and it might not open again for many years to come. It is true. Sometimes while ministering, something pops up in my spirit. They might not have to do with the message. You know why some people... Why they lack money so much? One of the reasons, not to say, for some, for some people, along the line in your life, there was a boost, a sudden money came into your hand, and the Lord wanted you to give it, but you spent it and bought things, and then it has never happened that way again. It is true. You might not understand courtesy and manners on how to talk, how to respect elders. A door can open that should take you to another. See, many times, learning how to answer, somebody has met. One of the billionaires in the plane, when the billionaire did not have a jet, but he was a billionaire at that time. And a conversation. He was trying to talk to some, the person about something that we help and the person got. A, something small can actually, God is faithful, like rain, opportunities will come. But it can come without you even knowing, or you might know and still blow it. It is true. Hallelujah. You might have the opportunity of meeting some very wonderful ladies who should be your wife, a particular wonderful lady. Yes, you are not bound to one person. You will meet someone else. But you see, I am married for a few years. I have a friend. He's not in this country. The wife is still fighting him up till now. He doesn't know the reason for their going in their home. It's because the first boyfriend the wife had before they got married, her eyes are still on that guy. The guy, has, the guy is married now with two kids. She is married with two kids. But the guy was such a wonderful guy. But she broke up with the guy one day. And then she traveled. They traveled like that. Ever since. She had about two more relationships before she met her husband that she's married to now. She has considered that she has, that everybody, including her husband, none, according to our rating, is as good as that guy that she left. And she was one that left the relationship. And she's still marking the pain is still here up to now inside. Yes. She would just start nagging and the husband would be like, Kid Moshe, I told the husband, it's beyond you. Something else is doing now. And then she won't stop looking at Facebook. Then she look at Facebook. That one has moved to another level. Then the anger moves to another level. <laughs> Amen. You know, when people leave people, they expect something bad to happen. They expect them to go down. That's why some people don't go for the union. See, if you are broke, you don't have a car or your marriage is upside down, things are upside down, you will avoid reunion. When those students of your school gather, somehow you believe life hasn't treated you well. So you are, you, you told them that I have my leader, I can't come. Whereas you are sound as <laughs> solid rock. Well, you can't go because you, you, you don't like the state you are in. You will see some of them on social media. If there's anybody in that situation, I pray for you. There's a blessing that makes rich. And add no sorrow. May it come on you. Shout a loud amen. amen. Are you with me? Are you? Statistically, when a woman is having a rough marriage, she withdraws from people. She doesn't want people to be asking, How is your husband? How come you are not uh, here with your husband? And all this? So they, they withdraw. You know? And it's painful. I, usually I cover them, I understand. I will just avoid talking about it. Some of the brethren were investing in battle together, and then some of them were having a. They don't talk to some of us again. You know, they just withdraw from Shiamida, withdraw from everything. And I understand, really. I don't slam it on there. When I see them, I, we show them so much love. Are you with me? Hallelujah. What affects so. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's read something in 1 Corinthians, and I want to stop here. The, what I'm doing today is just introduction. But I'm sure you, we, we, we've been able to get something. Are you with me? 
just talking about garment, just intro, just to let you know the first thing I said, there are uh, that garment represents identity, season, situation, and then where you are from and what you want to do. And I also said there are different types of garments. And at different stages of your life. So Joseph mirrored that to wear something at different stages. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. In Esther chapter 6, when Mordecai was asked, uh, sorry, Amman, who came to see the king, the king asked him that, What shall be done to a man that the king loved? He said, Let them put your robe on the man. It's a powerful thing. But I want to dwell on just this second service on Esau, Jacob, and Elisha and Elijah. Why would that when Jesus said, Father, into your hand that come by spirit, it is finished. The veil tore. Veil represents something covering. There are gifted people, wonderful people. But when there is a veil, those who are capable of promoting the gift that you are will never see your path won't just cross. Or they see you and it doesn't make sense to them at that time. That's why the Bible says that time and chance. The players who see on the on football, like my team yesterday, working some people 4-0, like we do always. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Those are not necessarily the best players. So there are garments that reveal and there are garments that cover. But I said something for service, and then I'm going to read Zechariah 3 now. And that's where I want to get us to pray. And that's I'm, I'm done today. But I said, these two things are very important and we are going to deal with them probably next week. Praise is a very sweet perfume, fragrance in the realm of the spirits. Praise. When Isaac said, when he wanted to bless him, what did he say? He said, the smell of my son is like a smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. That means when there is blessing in a life, there is a smell you give in the spirits that reveals the fact that you are a blessed man. Now, I want to tell you the most important thing. There is a sound coming from your life in the spirits. The prodigal son came back home. The father put a new clothes on him and party started again. The same guy that nobody gave and he was eating uh, uh, pig's food before. They just redress the guy and everything. Something is coming on everybody. What is the meaning of if any man be in Christ? Can it be that Jesus has put something on you? This is where I want to get this message to. Remember, the things of the spirit function, they function by awareness. If you don't know, you can't take advantage of. Even though it's already done. That's where we are going. The smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. But I want to show you something from Zechariah. Praise is a fragrance. Sweet one. A life that is full of praise and worship. There is a smell you give in the spirit. Apostle Paul spoke. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, he was talking about we are a servo unto death to some people and a servo unto life. In other words, there is a smell I give that can choke demons to death. And the same smell causes angels to abound around me. Paul said so. We are Roma. We kill some. When they smell or they die. Those are forces of darkness. At the same time, to angels, a smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. Let's read Zechariah. So, next Sunday, we said that we're having joyful shout. That's why we are doing this. Some of the things we are doing, they are prophetic stuff. Five to six on Sunday, next Sunday, we are coming here to have a one-hour praise and worship. And I said that in about 40 minutes into the worship, I'm going to come up. We've done that a few times, and I'm going to lead into some declarations. You see, we will get there maybe next week, and I will show you. You wear these clothes by what you say. How you sound reveals who you are spiritually. If an adjustment is not made to certain things, many people think that if God wants to do something, we'll just do it. No, God does not operate that, like that. Why did he first of all change Abraham to Abraham before blessing him, before the child came? 
You will say that was Old Testament. Jesus saw Simon. He said, no, we can't walk with that name. He said, you are Cephas. Simon means a reed shaking by wind. What about Paul? He was Saul before. Why did God change it to Paul? What needs to be adjusted in your life? For the glory of Christ within you to be unveiled. There is an adjustment. When Jacob started crying and said, unless you bless me, I will never let you go. You will expect the guy to say, so you knew that I bless you. How did he bless him? He said, what is your name? He said, I'm, a, I'm Jacob, supplanter. He said, henceforth shall be Israel. We bless you by adjusting your name. Your name is also equal to your garment, your identity in the spirit. In other words, the angel just said to Jacob, all I need to do is to put a new garment on you and you are blessed. You have been wearing the garment they put on you as Jacob, a supplanter, a cheat, and you smell everywhere you go. So you, you, you labor seven years for one wife, they gave you another wife, told you to do another seven years. Oh, there are people, any office they get to, maximum three months, everybody hates them, they will use politics to calculate them out. Not like the prodigal son, no man gives to you. So even when they ask for help, people just don't respond to them. They respond to every other person. Once it is your turn, everything stops. The people who are saying no to don't even know why they are saying no. It is spirit-to-spirit communication. Somebody has a need at all. He tells one or two friends and they help. But you, you tell 15 persons, none of them. And then you get more angry because you are now here later that they gave money to someone else, but never you. You know that there are people listening to me. You know very well. Experience of favor is very scarce in your life. People only favor you. It's always a very hard rule when it comes to you. Resume today. Pay the full money. Nobody wants to bend anything for you. I told the pastors that I have gone to a point in my life, all my life, once there is no sign of favor, I don't do because I am always conscious that no matter what I want to buy, what I want to get, you must bend the rule somewhere for me. And I'm talking about whether most of you must bend the rule. If they say they pay two years' rents, I will pay one year. That's how I've done in most of the houses I've lived, including the one I'm living now. Two years, one year, agency fee, I will say I'm not paying 10%, I'm paying 5%. The moment they insist that this is the amount, pay or leave it, I will leave. I made that mistake once, many years ago. The first house I live after marrying, and I discover, I vow, once there is no sign of favor on something I'm not doing. If you tell me this guy is three million, three million, nothing else, I am not buying. One of the ways of knowing that the car won't give me you and God is in it is that there will be a sign of favor. You will show me the people you sold it for all your book, three million. Or say you come and pay 2.5. Now the favor might not be too wide at times, but it must be present. Did you get what I've just said now? Sign of favor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Please be present on Sunday evening. We're going to do the practical of what we have started. I will do a little more teaching for service and second service. And in the evening, we are coming to just one hour. We did it October 1st. It won't pass one hour. There are declarations that we are going to make. And that something comes from outside and your identity changes you will literally tell even though that's already happening to some people now it is not the same you who came in this month that is going to go back because where the word of the king is there is power there is an anointing there this morning I see veils being taken off the Bible says shall come to pass that the veil of covering cast over the people shall be removed Isaiah 24. Veil of covering cast over the people. Now let's read this and I want to show you this. This is quite pathetic. Zechariah chapter 4, chapter 3, sorry. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. Number one, the high priest. The first time I saw this, I realized this is why a person can be a great intercessor. There are many of them. They do seven days dry, ten days dry, always on the mountain. Many of you know people like that. They are as broke as I say this. Not that money determines who is spiritual, no. But it is painful when you watch people pray for days 
and then the landlord is still harassing them and then their children cannot go to school it makes people to even abhor Christianity so you can be high priest this is high priest voice of accusation anytime you're about to step somebody will say something the day they asked me as if I just invited them to be part of a board I think I've done that only once or twice in my life to consider salary and welfare and some other things of some particular workers and I saw how people's life how discussions with people who are eating chinchi and biscuits and coke and talking about people I just said no no don't, don't let us employ that guy I think the girl is better and it's not really based strictly on their ability it's just the opinions of some people who gather with bottle of coke in their hand and that will determine whether somebody's fasting and prayer will be answered these are people preside over proposers and they are talking. And somebody can easily say to somebody that, ah, I think I just like that guy. Let's give him. And they'll be like, okay, okay, okay. Let's just give him. It's how they. Somebody told me that day they went to American embassy. The man didn't look at them at all. Till he said no. He said that when he saw that the man was, he knew that he was going to get a no. He said, he felt like punching the guy. That he said, look up, look up. Hello, you are welcome, welcome. So I don't want to go to America. I was looking down as if he was typing something. How much do you earn? Well, so how many children do you have? Have you been there before? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm going to say no to you. He said the, the reaction from the beginning to the end. Maybe somebody just provoked him. Maybe his wife just sent him a stinker that is now visiting it on you. We just got SMS. This was, maybe his girlfriend just said, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> and then you, A sister, one of our sisters at the back there. They went there. Her daughter was about run, and she called the name of the daughter, which is the name of a state in America. Georgia. It's all even information. And the guy just started laughing and said, ah, Is that your name? And he said, Let Georgia go and visit Georgia. No question, no nothing. An angel made that girl to run. Or to do something that made the mom to call the name. And that was all he heard. And he said, ah, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's, they have the power to, to say yes or no. And these things are happening repeatedly. A governor sits over. The one that happened to my father taught me. So this, are, uh, this is why the aroma coming from the vibe. My father became a local government chairman. Not because he contested an election. Governor came into Ogun State then and dissolved the whole cabinet and everything. Governor Samewang. And he said that we don't want local government chairman. We will call them sole administrator that will be in charge of all the local government. And he said, pick top, top most, top civil servant people in the states. And my father was at the highest level then of civil service. But then they were thrown out something of them that applied. And just, you know, they were going to pay 20, just 20 local government. So 20 chairmen. And his friend went to the permanent secretaries of the... The governor just said that too many people were calling the other governors of other states. This is my candidate. So the governor said, you know what? I don't want anybody to influence my decision. So he took the whole list and gave everything to his secretary and said, please, choose any 20 you want. And the day that was to make his choice, his friend walked in and they were talking. And he told the friend that... Ah, so it was the chief justice of Ogun State, who was my father's direct boss. They've they been very close for years. Who put his own card and wrote for my father that this guy, Mr. Governor, I'm the chief judge. This guy is my candidate. Please consider him. Whether the chief judge considered like five other people that I wrote for. So this guy just sat on his table and he just said it out. His friend sat opposite him. He said, I don't know why some people will behave like this. We have to choose out of 260 people. We have to choose just 20. And chief judge alone is recommending five people. Said so me, I won't mind. I'll just pick one. And his friend just said, "Can I see the names that the chief just sent?" And he just saw my father's name. Ah, he told the guy, "You don't know this guy." He said, "No, this secretary and my father grew up in the same neighborhood, and he did not remember." It was this friend that came. God sent that friend that they just to do that. He said, "You don't know this guy." We used to play ball, and he described and he says, "Okay, I think I know him." He said, "Is the one you are picking now?" The guy got out of the office, came to my father's office, said, congratulations. That is said, for what? He said, you're a child. My father said, I don't stand a chance. I just submitted by faith. The guy said, me, I am telling you that you are now a chairman. 
go and buy something for me right now. Before I said that, he didn't even tell those. He just said, I am telling you. And my daughter said, I said, no, I am telling you that you are now, by the time they were going to read the names the following day, his name was number one to be read out. You know, that guy could have picked someone else. This event, they play out every day. Every day. Every day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And verse 2. We pray now. I'm done. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you. Now, why the accusation? Verse 3. Can you look at verse 3? Look at this. Now, Joshua was clothed in the filthy garments. Ah. So you can be Joshua and still wear filthy garments. I love the Bible. You can be Joshua. That means a spiritual so man. Praise. But the way people perceive you. Haven't you seen this? Haven't you seen enough of this? You see a lot of Christians like that. Very prayerful, very spiritual, but nothing good ever comes to them. Good things. Good things ever. Good things hardly ever come to them. So Joshua, when you wear a filthy garment, all that you attract is accusation. Verse 4. And he answered and spoke to those who stood by him. Take away the filthy garment from me. I have caused thy iniquity to pass away. This is a symbolic representation of something about the child, but I'm just thinking that. Next verse. Verse 5. And he said, let them set a fair mantle upon his head, so they set it upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. Next verse. And the angel of them protested to Joshua. The first message to him was that of accusation because of what he was wearing. When they changed his garment, the next message to him was that of authority being given to him. The same man in a split of moments. His garment changed and the way he was addressed. Because one particular thing you should always remember about this message is that you are going to be addressed the way you are dressed. Naturally, all of you are you respect soldiers more than police. Not because the guy in army uniform is taller, but because of what they connote, what they represent. When you say an officer, you use the word officer, you say, sir, the way you dress is the way you will be addressed. It is true. As it is in the physical, the Bible says the invisible things of Romans chapter 2 are understood, or Romans chapter 1, by the visible things. When you understand the visible things, you will understand the invisible. In the realm of the spirit of people are also things coming to you, they come because of how you are dressed. That's how you are dressed. I perceive in my spirit that there are people whose experience, remember where we are going, I'm going to talk about if any man be in Christ. What has Christ done about the garment we wear? What do we wear now? That's why I'm sharing all these things. It is possible for things to have happened and for you not to be aware and still be living on the other side. I want to stop here today. Are there people listening to me and watching online? Joshua's experience, your experience. Accusation. They study with their first service, the daughter-in-law of Judah. In Genesis 38, she was a widow. And the Bible says she put aside the attire of a widow. And then, eventually, Judah ended up sleeping with his own daughter-in-law. She heard that Judah was around and she wanted to trap him. So she removed her garments. Her plan was to marry. With that widow's garment, she couldn't. When she took off the garment, she achieved what she wanted to achieve. Something must change. And look at the people this morning under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. What the Lord is doing this morning is making everything new. Hallelujah. There are people listening to me. Royal robes are coming on you. Because it is the representation of the next level. It is what you need to wear that. When Peter was freed eventually, there was a first gate, second gate, and there was a gate that led to the city. And the Bible says it opened of its own accord. Every business we go through, we go through those phases. There is the first gate, the first breakthrough. That is when people are now patronizing you. But there is the gate of the Bible calls it iron gate of the city. When you are going to sit at the highest level of commercial in any city, it's an iron gate. It does not open. It, it does it, it opens by the force, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not a small thing. It's not a joking matter. Yes. 
At a certain level, you are resisted, except you are helped supernaturally. At a certain level, you are resisted, except you are helped supernaturally. So, when it gets to this level, Bible says the iron gate that led to the city. Once whatever you do is about to break into a city-wide stuff, it's like you are facing an iron gate. It's another level. It's a level where 90% to 95% of the old lads will never cross. That is why popular names are in the less than 2%. Iron gates. So there are gates that will open and then people around you, they know you. There is a gate of a city. When they talk about what to do, whatever you do, when they will use you to describe, when you say a name and it rings a bell in the city, it's iron gate leading to the city. And you know what? That is what the Lord wants to give the key of it to some ants this morning. If you believe it, shout a living hallelujah. And if you are also wearing a filthy garment, everybody begin to pray on your seats. Amen, amen. Blessing and glory. Wisdom, Stand up, pray. You are the glorious Alabama. You are the mighty God. You are the mighty God. And I told you, I told you, you are the glorious God. Whatever level you want to step into, everybody pray. Some will need to shout it loud. I'm in Christ. I refuse to allow any other garment that is not of God to stay on me. I stand. I am of light. So my path is shining. In the name of Jesus. Every child of God has the ability to command things to go. If you sense a wrong garment on you. It's not there from God. Command it to go by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. You can. Say it. You can lift up your hands, others, and bless his name for royal robe on you. For some, you can thank you for mantles. Whatever it is, I am not leaving this service and be the same person. Shall we all rise? I would like everybody to shout this. Say, in the name of Jesus. That's not loud enough. Louder. The glory of the Lord is my garment. Can you say it five times? Shout it. Don't say it kindly. The glory of the Lord is my garment. When they see me, they see Christ. The glory of the Lord is my garment. The glory of the Lord is seen upon me. Amen. Now, this is the declaration. This is where I'm going. Say in the name of Jesus. Because the glory of the Lord is my garment. Any other thing that is contrary to that. I declare in the name of Jesus. It is over. 
Shout it loud, hallelujah. I feel the power of God here. Oh, see people being transformed. Watch out for what will happen after service. Where they have said no to many of you, they will begin to say yes. I see the oil of favor here this morning. The favor of God is on you. The favor of God is on you. Families where there have been arguments. Now the peace of God that surpasses human understanding. It's now raining. The love of God is emanating from you. And radiating all around you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, thank you for all that you are doing this morning. Hi. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.